All right, and welcome back to Tea with Dr. D. This is Dr. Ron Dumar, functional medicine specialist, chiropractic physician, and Chinese medicine doctor. I am today excited to talk to you a little bit about uh, the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is a significant contributing uh, system to our overall health and especially to uh, mitigating and cleaning up the uh, deleterious effects of, well, our general interaction in the environment, meaning that uh, any sort of pathogenic factor or any sort of chemical or toxin that is uh, detected by the immune system is typically immediately um, brought to the uh, lymphatic system. And in the lymphatic system, it is moved along through and into a node, uh, these little um, palpable, sometimes you can feel them, little circular, uh, round, um, round, round and soft nodules that you'll feel kind of below your skin surface. You can feel them under your armpit in certain spots or along your neck. Sometimes you can feel them or under your chin. Um, generally, uh, the, the hope is that you're not feeling them, that they're not enlarged, and that they're not tender or swollen or painful. Uh, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they get inflamed, these no- nodes, and sometimes they get irritated because that is where a lot of the immune response and occurs, uh, attempting to eliminate, to, to neutralize and uh, also to break down and to begin to educate the, r- the rest of the immune system on how to, how to ward off any continued attack from, from that pathogenic factor. You have more attachments to your gut, your GI, from the immune system, or I mean from the lymphatic system, sorry, excuse me, than anywhere else in your body. So it has more attachments, more connections, more nodes traveling down your spine, in and around your abdomen and your stomach and your your uh, intestines than anywhere else in the body. And one of the reasons for this is so that we can eliminate. So uh, there's a lot of fluid. Fluid regulation in your body it ha- happens also through this lymphatic system. And... As a result, it has a lot of significant connection to uh, the urinary, urinary tract, the kidneys, um, and the tubules uh, through the kidneys and into the, the urinary tract and the ureter. So it's really important for us to be able to have all of these organs functioning appropriately so that we can eliminate toxins when we uh, front them in, in the world. Some interesting things about... Uh, first of all, the lymphatic system, it's important to know, okay, we have a, a, a trail. So the lymphatic system, essentially, you can equate it similarly to the vascular system, to the vessels and to the veins. However, there isn't like two different systems. You know, the for, for blood, we have one system that carries blood away from the heart called the arteries. We have a separate system that carries blood back to the heart called the veins. And those arteries are open without valve. They're valveless, and they allow the flow of blood, and they have some intimal layer or like a muscular layer in, in, their, um, in, in their 
body or, or in the surrounding, the layers of the vessel themselves that enables it to contract or to relax, to dilate or constrict. So the constriction can increase blood pressure or the relaxation can decrease blood pressure. But the, the point is that we have one system for the delivery of the fluids and then we have a separate system for the return of the fluids. Now the return of the fluids, that occurs through the veins and these veins have little flaps or valves and they're one-way valves, meaning that as we contract a muscle or as we move, jog, do different things in life, uh, as we stand on our head or turn upside down or do somersaults or swing, um, a variety of different things, the blood will move up through the one-way valve, and then if it tries to move back down, it won't allow it to go through anymore. So its option is to continue nudging it up, 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 and toward the heart so that it can get back to the heart. So that's the role and function of the veins. Well, now we also have another system that carries a significant amount of fluid. In fact, we have more lymphatic fluid in our body than we have blood generally. And so it's important to say, okay, well, if we have more lymphatic fluid than we have blood, what is all this fluid doing? Where is it going? And how is it moved throughout the body? Well, the the movement of the lymphatic fluid is really done via the muscles. It's done via movement, through hiking, through activity. It's done through bouncing. Um, it's done through exercise. It's done through uh, some vibration. Uh, also, utilizing vibration has been shown to be very helpful. It's done through massage. It's done through uh, dry brushing. So a variety of different things that can help to initiate the movement of the lymphatic fluid through the lymphatic system. So the lymphatic system has this channel, or this network, you could look at it like a vessel of some sort or vessels. It's got like a network of connections. And then it has these nodes or these little, they look like small little, um, well, small little marbles. Uh, you could say, or enlargements along the pathway of where the fluid is moving, and then you'll see uh, a cavern that opens up, and it gets a little larger, a bubble along the, the line of the, of the lymphatic system. And these little areas where there are these bubbles or these uh, enlargements is where the lymphatic system generally will initiate the immune responses and take care of immune activity. So these will frequently be inflamed or swollen or irritated. That's a very common thing to have occur. Now, it's interesting because we see this a lot in children. Children have more or maybe as much as twice the amount of lymphoid tissue as adults. And so they are actually more likely to respond to infectious, inflammatory events or other inciting reaction than adults are. And they usually will respond in a more dramatic way. So, And yes, children have a lot more of that lymphoid tissue, of the immune-regulating tissue, uh, to help balance and ward off disease and illness and ailments. Um, the... the Lymphatic system, okay, we have this network of tubules, you could say, like a, like a cave, that you're moving through this cave, and then 
You come into a cavern, and now you're in a node of the lymphatic system. So uh, there's the lymphatic channels, lymphatic channels, which are like the cave network system, and then they have the nodes where the caverns are. And then the spleen is actually a significant contributor of the lymphatic system as well. And we've talked a lot about the role of the spleen and the function of the spleen. One of the main roles and functions of the spleen is to provide and, and, and support um, allowing for the smooth flow of nutritive fluids in the body. So nutritive fluids, okay, immune type fluids, uh, what the what the spleen will do is it will take these pathogenic factors or it will take the white blood cells uh, and it will take the debris that is left in the in the um, cardiovascular system that gets moved to the lymphatic system that gets channeled back these cells get channeled through the lymphatic system back to the spleen and the spleen chops up those uh, used white blood product, cell product, and also the used um, repair uh, uh, type product as well, and those compounds, it chops them back up and turns them into usable new blood product, uh, immune-supporting cells. So it acts and functions as a recycling factory. And, and the spleen is a, a very functional part of the lymphatic system, and it plays a role in immune health. So a spleen has an immune function. Also, in Chinese medicine, we look at the spleen as one of the first indicators of fluid or weight gain or difficulty losing weight uh, or even just generally tired, uh, heavy, achy, sore muscles. Uh, and so if the spleen is having or experiencing or, or if, you're, if the patient is experiencing or having these type of symptoms, They can generally look at the lymphatics, how well the lymphatic system is moving, detoxifying, cleansing, and emptying the pathogenic factors that are being moved into the lymphatic system for evacuation from the body. This is a way for the body to not be overwhelmed, to not be overwhelmed by the significant number of toxins that it may be faced with on a very regular basis, that it has an entire, uh, you could call it uh, a pseudovascular system, uh, this lymphatic system, where it moves these pathogenic factors and prepares them for evacuation or for re- reutilization in the body in appropriate ways. So, where are these path or where are these pathways of the lymphatics, and how can we begin to improve the lymphatic flow? Well, first of all. Most important thing is drink plenty of fluids. Drink water. And, and by fluids, it's water. Uh, purified water, if you can. If you can get access to a nice, purified, clean water, uh, even if you're using a tap. If you have a well water, test the water. Uh, even if you have tap water, get the water tested and you can tell what's in it. And, uh, and then get a purifier and and use and drink and consume purified water. Also, we mentioned uh, using whole body vibration, uh, using uh, um, dry brushing. I like to use dry brushing as well. Uh, That's a very beneficial and helpful way to initiate the movement 
or contractions, you could say, within the lymphatic system that moves the lymph tissue in the direction it's intended to go. So, as a good friend of mine, uh, Stephanie Gulu has taught and continues to teach that it's important to start, if you're going to initiate in, in a lymphatic type of massage or or triggering the lymphatic system, it's important to always start in the core, in the center, to wor- work at the abdomen type level first, so that the the abdomen and the attachments to the gut uh, can begin to empty. They be- can begin to be evacuated so that new flow can move into them. Then you move from the core and out to the extremities. The extremities do not have the evacuating areas uh, or exits either. So we need to move from central to the extremity. And as we empty out what is centrally there, then we move to the more distal regional adjoining location and we brush towards the abdominal area again. And we continue to move out and by stages and degrees until we have moved furthest out uh, to along the body. And then we return immediately back to the stomach and the abdomen so that it empties. And then we go to the most nearest point adjoining to uh, toward the extremities. And we progress like that repeatedly until we've done that, I would say, three or four times. And then, and then you're finished and complete for the time. Now, why would you want to do that? Because if you just start at the extremity and push, what is available, what has already been emptied and is available for more fluid to be received? It's like saying, well, I, I'm just going to continue to eat, but I haven't gone to the bathroom. I haven't evacuated any stool for about seven days, but I'm just going to keep eating. Well, eventually it's just going to pack up and pack in and pack in and pack in, and you're going to end up with other significant problems. It's important to eliminate what you've already taken in before you take in. So uh, just as with our stools, it's important to have properly functioning bowel movements. It's also important to have properly functioning lymphatic movements so that the lymph channels are being emptied and cleared for new fluid to be moving through them. So uh, to identify some areas, we have uh, the occipital area. Uh, You can do some light massage just under the, the back of the skull, you could say, just along the base of that, that bone along the back of your skull. Uh, the occipital area, the postauricular, just behind the ears. You can do a little bit of massage there, and frequently we'll we'll do these light massages to help with ear aches, ear pain, uh, to help with draining of of fluid from the inner ear, and posterior. There's also a posterior cervical nodes, uh, and these are all these are all going to help drain from the scalp area. So running along the, the back of the neck, and you can do a little light massage just to help activate the draining of the lymphatic system there. So there's in and around the ear. Um, in and around the ear, if you do the massage in and around the ear, it, it generally is draining and allowing the draining from the face and the eyes. 
So if you need to have some sort of fluid or you have an infection or something in and around your face or eyes, uh, do some light massage in and around the ear, uh, behind the ear, above the ear, especially just in front of the ear. There's a, a node there, a uh, node chain just in front of the ear, meaning just anterior, like moving towards from the ear towards the nose, um, and, and massaging that in an up to downward motion, again, towards the heart. Uh, you also have some other areas like under the the maxillary bone, which the maxillary bone, this is like, your, these are like your cheekbones, and under your jawbone, the submental bone, these are submental lip, lymph nodes. And then along the pharynx, uh, um, these, these areas, um, just under the maxilla and just under the, the jawbone, the submental bone, these will drain from the nodes that are along the pharynx and along and within the mouth. So maybe you're having like gum pain, tooth pain, um, and maybe some jaw pain even, uh, or some throat pain. Uh, then you want to make sure you're doing the regular nice brushing or massage along the lower mandible and uh, the submental region and uh, and also in and around just under the cheekbones, around that area. Well, also, just above the clavicle or the supra above clavicle, clavicular, clavicular region, uh, and also the scalenes. The scalenes are muscles. So in between the scalenes are channels and pathways and nodes of the lymphatic system. This area, doing light uh, massage and dry brushing in there, will help the body drain um, the head and the neck. So it's important to make sure to include that as well. Uh, You also have uh, in the arm or around the breast region, you you can massage and do light dry brushing around the axillary nodes, which are within the armpit. Okay, and within the armpit, and they're on the out the lateral portion or the distal portion, which would be more toward the humerus, and then also on the medial portion, which is along the the axillary line, which is around the lateral portion of the thoracic cage, um, ultimately the area we call the armpit, and so. Uh, you can definitely work that area as well. You have uh, inguinal or femoral nodes. Those are along the inguinal region on the inner thigh, uh, up high, uh, just along the the border of the um, the inner thigh, and all the way out. You can massage from the hip all the way in, and just do a light massage there. And then moving down um, along the femoral uh, artery area, which essentially is along that inner thigh, doing some light massage there can be really beneficial as well. Uh, you've got the um, some other ones that I think are pretty beneficial uh, to be looking at. Is let's see, we've talked about the supraclavicular and the scalenes. Um, let me just look at a note here or two that I had mentioned to see if there's any others that I wanted to talk about. Um, 
I think that's it. I think that uh, that covers it for us for today. So those are hopefully give you some clues and some ideas of things that you can do to help encourage detoxification. A lot of people have said to me, hey, I need to detoxify. Now, what I would do to support this herbally is I would use the herbal detox formula that we have in the office. I would take that uh, for a good 7 to 10 days, and I would do these massages, these light massages, starting at the abdomen uh, and going, going in the abdomen in a clockwise direction, doing light massage and moving around, and then moving again from, from proximal and central uh, in the abdomen distally to the extremities. Uh, so then you would go down to the inguinal area, and then you would move up to the axillary region as well. And then you would move up to the supraclavicular region and then up to the scalenes, and then you would move up to the submental area, and then you could move to the suboccipital area. Uh, and then you could get all of the initiate all of the draining and movement of the lymphatic chain uh, from the upper extremities and from the lower extremities as well. So use those tips. I hope that's beneficial for you today. Uh, it's been a good time talking to you, and we're having a wonderful time. Uh, so I would say enjoy and stay well and healthy all. <laughs>